me open a prayer, and then I want us to go around and share your name, and just very briefly, within 60 seconds, why you're here today. Cool? Like, why you why you decided to this morning, because there's different reasons for different folks. So, uh, let's open a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we praise you for um, your word. We praise you that we can never plumb the depths of your word, God, that there's always more to learn, more to grow in God, and uh, we thank you so much that you have given gifts to your church and people who have a great understanding of your grace and your mercy and your scriptures who want to teach us and teach others how good you are, God. Lord, I just pray for our meeting that we would, um, that you give us clarity as we ask questions, Lord, and um, be with Chris as he shares with us about this exciting opportunity. In Christ's name, amen. amen. So, hey, you made it good. Hey, you sit here. Hey, that wasn't anything to do but watch TV. Good, good. So in... Uh, you sure? I'm sitting in the gym. I'm sitting You get about 30 seconds each, but uh, your, name, your name and why, you're, why, you're, why you came to the meeting. Which way are you going to go? Yeah. I'll start, actually. Put myself first, right? That means you should be first in the kingdom of God. Yes. Okay. Um, my name's Dan, and I'm so excited about Lance Seminary because uh, one is just kind of the fraternal uh, relationships. Two is because I get to go back through seminary in a way which is really encouraging to me. But third is because of our vision of planting churches that preach the Word of God and proclaim the gospel faithfully. And so uh, I'm very excited about this. My name is Pat, and I'm here because I'm host. <laughs> At least you're honest. That's not to say that I'm not excited about LAMP, but um, I'm, I'm a host. Yes. I'm Jason Steger, and um, I am just excited to go through this. I, I want to get deeper into the Word of God and be, just understand it better, and uh, hopefully God will use me in a way to bring a teaching someday, and so, that's pretty much it. Cool. Uh, I'm Jake Spillar, and uh, I'm excited about being here because I'm in full-time youth ministry, so I don't have time to pursue a full-time seminary degree somewhere. Um, so, the idea of having an accessible program to, to look at is awesome. Cool. Uh, I'm Mark Kaiser, and uh, I'd like to be able to beat Chris Bogle in one debate in my life, so if you're just going to Oh, the reality of it is, uh, my my hope and my desire is, God willing, that uh, when I retire from my current location, which won't be for some time yet, that I'd like to somehow be involved in church planting um, in some way, shape, or form. And I'm thinking that this would better prepare me for that. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'm here because I was asked to come. I don't know anything more about it. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Um, I'm Chris Vogel. I was told to come on up and say <laughs> Same hi. as Jim. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, and I'll, I'll explain about LAMP and, and uh, I'll just fill you in a little bit more about that. My name is John, and I'm here because I felt uh, led by the Holy Spirit. Um, just hey, just doing part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, fine. We just start. Right oh, and you're just in time. To be your introduction. Okay. <laughs> we'll come back to you soon. But we're doing name and why you're here. Great. So we'll skip to Joy. I'm Joy. I live here. Um, <laughs> but my daughter and son-in-law are attending seminary next fall, and I just kind of want to know what's going on with this, and maybe persuade them. Persuade them. <laughs> <laughs> he has some options. 
I'm Gianna, and I teach a women's Sunday school class. And I just want to grow and stop calling Jim every week for <laughs> what does this mean, and am I right? And I want to make sure I'm right on if, if I'm going to take this seriously. You'll go from right. calling me to calling Chris, though. Yeah, okay. Hey, how are you doing, Ron? I'm doing well. And I'm not entirely sure. I just haven't been in school for two years, so I kind of feel like staying sharp. I'm Stephen. I feel called in the ministry. I'm just not sure where exactly. So I'm seeing if this is exactly, if this is maybe one of the options that God might be leading me towards. I'm David, and uh, I'm too impatient to wait for seminary. So uh, I've heard this was coming up, and I, I was eager to jump on learning more about God's Word right away rather than waiting to finish my undergraduate. So. Name and why you're here. I'm Ron. Dan uh, yeah, invited me. I pastor a, a new church, Emmanuel Church, on uh, Belf Avenue, kind of trying to reach northwest side of Green Bay. And why are you here? Why am I? Um, you want to be seminary? Well, <laughs> no. I, I we're a new church right now. We're uh, unaffiliated, um, independent. Uh, the Heidelberg Catechism is one of our. Um, Confessions, you might say, mm-hmm. and uh, just looking for something to help. I got a couple guys, especially who I'd love to see in ministry, um, and also I saw that Lamb has an institute that does uh, elder certificate, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. So just train, lay training as well. Yeah. Cool. Dave, my name's Dave. I'm college age pastor at Community Church, um, and intended intend on going to full time seminary and. So it's just to wet my palate, I guess. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, we're, I'm just checking stuff out at this point. So I'm Anna. I'm his wife. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Very cool. All right, Chris. Well, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, Dan and I have been talking about lamp off and on. I think ever since you know, we started talking about church and everything else, and it's kind of the vision uh, for, for with Jacob's well with recognizing the benefit of this it expands a lot more. I, I was trying to think, you know, how to kind of talk about it, what to cover. Um, what I'm going to really do is I'm going to give you a little glimpse into what excited, or how, my thinking leading up into this, what excites me about it. I'll rough it out a little bit. I've got, obviously, a lot of stuff I can pass around. Um, a lot of, if, if you've been on the website, it's all right there. There's not a whole lot more bells and whistles I can show, but I wanted to give an opportunity for questions, too, because I think that's really where I can give you all the information. It might be nothing you, you really care about. You're thinking something else. And so in the, in the you know, 40, 50 minutes we've got, I wanted to make use of the time there. A little bit of background for me. When I was doing my undergraduate work um, in theology, I really back then thought I want to see and gee, you've heard this story for years and years <laughs> I wanted to see seminary together, yeah, so. yeah. Um, I, I wanted to see education occur in a different kind of context um, I, I, I wasn't really always satisfied with a traditional western form of, of a classroom model for everything um, not even for most things sometimes it's great in disseminating information it's not good in training you don't train people in a classroom um, 
And so it got my wheels turning a little bit when I went on for seminary. I pursued that more um, following seminary, went on for to work on a PhD in, in New Testament. My my interest always was or my interest was not to get a PhD so I could go into a classroom and teach. I always wanted to do non-traditional, more mentoring type of, of education. I think in the context of pastors, we got a lot of great seminars. They're doing a, so many of them are doing a wonderful job, and I'm, I'm so pleased with them. Except they train much more academics than they train pastors, and it's it's frightening to put an academic in a pulpit. They'll say some wonderful things, and that's why Dan is doing such a great job. Um, <laughs> you laughed. I couldn't. I couldn't. Sure, I'm not academic. <laughs> Beautiful. You know, it, it, but it, it, the sense of, of how do you mentor? How 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 do you pour your heart and life into somebody if 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 you've gotten in the face of the guys that come out of seminary? You know, the the best ones, the best grades. Yeah, they can they can parse. You know, the Greek. They they can recite the Hebrew. They can give you you know any um, outline from Aquinas here or there. But can they really meet people's needs? Well, um, through the 80s, my interest was was to try to, to, to develop this a bit more, and with some of the new technology, wanted to see how that would work. But partly because most seminary, like if, if, if you guys here want to go to seminary, where are you going to go? What, 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 are, what are your options? Covenant, International, South, and Columbia. Okay, so how many of you can commute there? <laughs> you know, um, especially for you guys. Okay, you're, you're going to go. What are you going to do? You're going to have to quit your present job. You're going to have to move down there, and you're going to find yourself in a not a bad environment, but you're in a seminary environment. You're going to be far from your home church, where your gifts have been so well used. You're going to be away from from the support network that you've got, and you're going to be in a surreal environment for three or four years, learning a lot of information, helping out at a church that has had seminary students come in and out. Over the years, here they go. They're going to do their thing, and we'll send them on. It's nice, but you're really not going to be in the life of the church. So to be able to do that kind of training on site over time is so much better. The other thing you're going to do is you quit your job is you're not going to have a job because if you're going to be a full-time student, all right. Um, unless you're both, if you're both going to go to school, then you better have sufficient funds to make that work. Otherwise, the wife's going to going to be going to be working. The husband might be taking a little side job to kind of make ends meet. And it, worst case scenario is you get in seminary with you know debt, and then you go in the ministry where your salary will sufficiently compensate for the debt you've incurred through seminary. Not a wise wise move. Um, so by doing it on site, it, 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 the process can certainly take a bit longer, but it's so much more healthy. I think in some ways we saw this with uh, with Jim's, Jim's son, uh, Kyle. Um, and I, I think he, he, he feels this way. If he doesn't, don't tell me now. I'll just break all my illusions. Um, Kyle came down to Cornerstone. We're, we're out in Delafield. We were in Waukesha, um, outside of Milwaukee. And he was 20 when he started. Okay, He was at Trinity International University down in, in Deerfield, Illinois, doing his undergraduate in, in youth ministries. Um, but he had about two more years to go, two and a half more years. Two more years? Two and a half more years. We have not long through college. Yep. Really? What were we thinking? Anyway. Um, I, I was surprised. I mean, Kyle, Chris has known Kyle since he was three and hired him anyway. So, I mean, mm-hmm. 
I just want to tell people. Yeah, you know, for some reason, doesn't like me mentioning. Yeah, I changed his diapers. You know, that just doesn't build the the authority in front of the congregation when I say that. I don't. I don't say that. Um, but yeah, no. And, and so anyway, so he came on just coming up for the weekends, doing some some of the work with the youth. But as he finished his undergrad and started um, seminary, he did. Uh, at Elmbrook Church has a study center extension thing from from uh, from Trinity, so he took a lot of the classes there. There were some classes he couldn't take; he had to commute. But he, he took did a three year schooling over about six six years, I think is what yeah. he probably took. So he stretched it out quite far. Um, part of the agreement we had was we we paid his 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 seminary, or I think we did. You just don't pay. Well, yeah, I think he just finished paying it off now. But so, but it was a great opportunity for him. Yes, he was in a traditional classroom setting, so it's a little bit of a hybrid from what I'm talking about here. But in that whole process, he was putting it to work. Most of us, you know, once once you hit your 20s, mid 20s, especially anything older than that, this is definitely the case. Your whole learning style changes. For 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 any of us. To sit in a classroom, we want an immediate. We want to see the immediate payoff of what we're learning, where it's not worth our time, and our minds are too slow to soak stuff in anyway. Um, and, and so, for 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 adults, and especially as we're getting older, like Mark, if he's thinking about this much older, the 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 process. <laughs> the, 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 the process is all that much more important to see that kind of immediacy to it. So that brings us brings us to LAMP. Um, what LAMP does is a lot of what I'm talking about. Um, I'm not even sure if I've covered everything I wanted to, but I just wanted to say here. LAMP um, was developed down in the Miami area um, with specifically with Haitians in mind. So this is an interesting way this, this, this developed. Um, as the Haitians were coming into Miami in the, in the 80s and the 90s, they wanted to get some churches planted. You know, most, and this is in a, in a Presbyterian context, there aren't too many Presbyterian Haitians. You know, if you ever think about it, it doesn't, doesn't look quite there. And so there aren't many, any, many guys who are ordained who can speak Creole and understand the culture and everything else. So they were taking these guys who were, were, were you know, godly men, great leaders, but they lacked something more important than spirit-filled godly. They lacked um, a seminary degree. <laughs> That's a joke. Never mind. I'm sorry. Presbyterians will do it. Because in, in, in our context, you know, yeah, we really value education. Well, to get a seminary degree, you have to have an undergraduate degree. So you're talking four years full-time undergrad. You're talking three years. You're talking about a Haitian who base barely got through what we would consider a rudimentary high school education. It's just not going to happen. And so what historically has taken place in the context in the church in the West is we just ignore those groups. And we just say, well, until you're you know upper middle class Anglo, there's not much we can do for you. Obviously, wrong move. So what they thought was, okay, how, what kind of program can we set up that would allow these Haitians to get to get the sufficient training is that as wrong as it is to to just not reach or or, or try to force an Anglo into a, a Haitian culture that it's hard it can be done but it's not as easy you want an indigenous leader um, it's also wrong just to grab anybody and say okay you're, you're ordained go do it without the proper training you can do unfold damage there mm-hmm. 
So they, they began to look at, and again, this is in our context in our Presbyterian Church in America, and if it's not your background, that's fine, but just to give you a little rundown on this. We looked at what was the, what, what are the requirements to be ordained? Well, there is no requirement for a seminary degree. In fact, the one thing I did to, to, uh, to speed up the process that we could do LAMP in, our, in Wisconsin in our Presbytery is ordain his son. Because we ordained, who wear this? We ordained Kyle before he was done with the seminary. And it was a little bit of a, a back trick of mine to be able to say to the presbytery, we ordained Kyle and he wasn't a seminary graduate. You don't have to be a seminary graduate to be ordained in our, our denomination. You do have to have Greek and Hebrew and all the theology and you know everything else. But he had all that. So he still had a few more classes to go. And he, he did graduate. Um, so they, they create. They, they looked at what we require. Well, all we require really is to have an undergraduate degree, and so they they structured a seminary program that would be what back in the '60s and earlier was known as the BD uh, kind of a program, a Bachelor of Divinity. Um, through the '60s and into the '70s, there was all the kind of you know with great inflation, academic inflation, which people kept getting higher end degrees than they had before, so that now. You know, a college degree, sorry, is an equivalent of a high school degree almost, you know, a generation ago, and now everyone has to get a master's, and then you have to get a, you know, a, a terminal degree, a PhD. Um, so we, we were, we created that in, in uh, this program, sorry, not we, but the people down in Miami created this program to train these pastors, and then as they did, did it with them, began, you know, there's no reason to keep this just in the context of the Haitian community. We could be doing this all over the place. And so they, but, but this was within the PCA. It was within the PCA. Oh, okay. And part of the process, and this is what what helps here, is um, for in our, in our context, it went then through the channels of the PCA, through Mission of North America, our church planting arm, and through General Assembly, and they signed off on it and said, "We recognize this as a legitimate program." Okay. Yeah, they're 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 also in the midst of accreditation through outside accrediting sources or have the provisional accrediting. It takes years to get the credit and this kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, they're, they're they're moving through that with with the idea to to continue to, to do that. But with, so with the fact that it's it's within um, with, within our, our for us our denominational background. At the same time, if you go on the website, you'll notice it's not limited to. Uh, PCA. When we started the, the, the program down in Waukesha, um, that one of the things I try to do is connect with as many of the churches um, in our area, people that I knew that were looking, that wanted an education to say, come, you know, be a part of this. Um, because it really helps an awful lot if you if you spread it out um, and, and make, it, make it much larger. Um, Alright, trying to think now. Let me Let's see here. He's Let me just at least start with this. Pass, pass these around. This gives you some idea um, of of the programs from both sides. One side is if, if a person wants to work on a uh, Bachelor's of Divinity. That is, if you don't have an undergrad degree, this is what you, what you would do. Which, which side is that? Whichever one has more credit hours. <laughs> um, 
the side that has 180 hours at the bottom or $8,200 versus $7,300. $7,300 is an MDiv because it's less credit hours. Um, is anybody here even looking at doing a bachelor's, having to do a bachelor's with this? Yeah. Yeah, possibly. possibly yeah, okay. Um, but for right now, we'll, we'll just look at the side because it doesn't say otherwise. No, we should, I should have written on there, but then my handwriting would have been illegible. But the one that at the very bottom is 162 credit hours, 7300 degrees. That's the MDiv. But do note the one thing: the courses really aren't any different. You're taking the same classes. Um, what would be required of the bachelor's level work is doing master's level work because the assumption is. You're at that point in life where you, you won't have a problem doing it. You may not have earned the degree, but you're going to be able to, to do the work. Um, and it, it walks through, and I'm not going to cover everything. We wouldn't really have time to do all that, but you can kind of get a sense of what the classes look like through through this whole process. It's, this is structuring it over, over six years. Each class, um, the normal pattern to do it, is each class lasts six weeks. Um, and probably the best way of doing it is six weeks on, two weeks off, six weeks on, on two weeks off, giving a two-week break, one, to get some of the extra work done that you may not have gotten done in six weeks, and just take a, a breather. But in doing that year-round, you're able to get, get through all this. Um, some of the locations just do six weeks, six weeks, six weeks, six weeks, and then, then some of those take off summer, so it all depends on, on the structure of the group and everything else. Um, but you, you start there, if you notice that at the top there, there's, um, there's call to the ministry, don't worry about the glee, um, that is, has nothing to do with the popular TV show that's on right now. <laughs> that would really make it kind of strange. Um, it dances the normal lot of I think I'm in the wrong meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Wrong denomination. Yeah. Oh, let's be sure. We start we started if you notice there's this call to the ministry. We didn't start with that. Uh, we just did gospel transformation. So I'm trying to figure out which one we really started with because I'm not seeing it right now. They allowed us to choose another one, partly because the call to ministry class, um, most people as they go through that end up dropping the program. Um, you know, you, you like to weed out, you know, people, but, but not everyone. It's it's a great class. It's a it is a soul searching kind of a little bit of a gut wrenching. Are you really called to the ministry? And so it's not hard work to do. It's just they force you to look at what are your motives, what you know, where do you really see God's call. So what what we did, and what I would recommend, is doing it the second class, just getting a taste and a flavor of of, of all that's that's involved. Um, but so you're you're going through some of the you know basic classes that that you would normally do. The format would follow this. Um, pass this one around. This is the uh, and again I printed off a dozen, um, so you might have to look eleven look off, off some of other people's. Then this is the syllabus for wisdom the wisdom uh, books um, and. It'll, or should look like most most syllabi you have seen the way they're broken down. 
you'll notice on the second page, um, the, the textbooks, the one thing they really try to do, and their, their goal here really is not to, to kill you in, in financially in doing this. Um, so they, they do try to, to get us an idea. What are, what are the basic books any pastor is going to need in, in his library? Um, and as I'm going through this, I will address for those who aren't thinking pastoral ministry or others, because that, that, that fits in here as well, but I'm speaking right now specifically, or elder training type stuff. But I'm going to go directly towards, at this point, the MDiv level. Um, uh, but, but they're going to try to get you to buy books that you'll be able to use in multiple classes. You know, I don't know how many of you remember going through college or doing master's mm-hmm. work. You know, oh yeah, let's 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 make them buy new books. Usually, the books that I wrote and I I have now published, so I can sell my books. Yeah, they they try to avoid that at all costs. Uh, some of the stuff is 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 free. For example, you'll notice on this uh, required textbooks Bible. Well, you should have one of this to start. <laughs> if you don't, please. Um, but at the bottom there, you'll see Covenant Theological Seminary, uh, Psalms and Wisdom uh, books, selected lectures. Covenant Seminary has all their classes, all their lectures free online for anyone who wants to download them. Now, I mean, anybody can get it right now? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. All, all their everything. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. You're done. <laughs> Brian Chapel was the president was was commenting how you know they got so much you know grief and criticism from other seminaries and other people in the field saying that's the stupidest thing to do. You never put out all your stuff for free because then why come to seminary? And he said there are two reasons. He said one, there is a because of the internet. Obviously, there's a church all over the world that can will never come to covenant. So why wouldn't we just yeah, give it a great free? Yeah. And he said, secondly, you know what? We're seeing enrollment increase. Why? People say, I took a couple of your classes and they were great online. I want to come there in, in, in person. Because, again, you, there is an aspect which I, what I like with the LAMP program meets that aspect. There, there, some of it is a lot of a lot of the work you'll do on your own, but there's also group interaction because, again, if 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 if, if all you ever do is in a virtual classroom, it, you're not getting trained either. Even if you've got all the high tech screens and you can kind of do the the um, skyping type type of setup, you're you're not going to get mentored. Well, anyway, so some of it's free. Um, you can see the requirements there. If you look at um, the the, uh, the lessons, there's there's 12 lessons. The way way we did it is every Tuesday night. This is what we were down doing down on Walkshaw. Every Tuesday night, we would do two lessons a night. So you show up the first class, you do two lessons. You've already had two lessons done. Um, so that means you you've listened listened to some lectures. You've read um, Dust of Glory by R. C. Sproul. Um, read the Bible passage. You read Archer. Memorized some some work, and then lesson two, you do all that. You come. You turn in whatever work you've done. Um, there's usually you know they almost always have you memorize something, some scripture, things along that that line, and sit there and fill it out to begin that that important process of memorizing God's word. Um, and then in the context of of going over those lessons, there is a facilitator. Facilitator is not teaching the material. The facilitator is just getting discussion going, making sure the work has been done, sure, but but filling in the gaps. And all times filling the gaps with with uh, practical ministry experience, things that that, that you know, you've seen or have happened that might make this come come alive all the more. Um, and so that's that's that. Then, if you notice on the side, it does mention 
mentioned glee that is where each each student that's part of it there's a facilitator for the class there is a mentor that's responsible for that student and that's where it works mm-hmm. nicely if you're talking about uh, a variety of churches from different backgrounds certainly you're going to get the material is going to come from uh, uh, a definitely a more covenantal or reformed uh, perspective. Um, not going to apologize about that, but also not going to require that everybody is you know lockstep in that in that framework. Um, we, we've had some guys who come from some other churches, and I've even in, invited some of their their pastors to come join us because that way, if they don't like what I'm saying, they can throw in their two cents too. Uh, that's 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 cool. But again, without losing complete complete control, but it's in the context of their mentor relationship. Usually, their their pastor or or a spiritual leader that that can help uh, just check up on them and making sure all this is being put into practice. Um, Mm-mm-mm. Can we ask a question? Yes, I, I think I'm going to stop for now. Chris, how much we talk time-wise, the, the work, the okay. reading, the writing, the memorization, yeah. what are we looking at to do two lessons per week? Um, I would say you should figure it's a good eight hours a week. Eight hours a week. Yeah. Okay. It's, it, it's, it, you know, it's, it's a class. And if you're meeting, you're you're doing twelve class, you know, twelve lessons, four out for every hour in, four out. Okay, so that's that's yeah. eight hours a week. I would say too, and this is what Kyle has said. Kyle wasn't sure as far as how rigorous and how thorough of an education this would be. He seemed to say that it was much more thorough than even what he anticipated as far as the seminary education. Mm-hmm. And so the good news with that is you get your money for it. Yeah. But, but remember, I mean, you go, you don't go to seminary for yourself. You do in a way. You grow in your relationship with Christ. But you're going for the people that you're going to minister to in the process of seminary, but also after seminary. It's not all about you. Yeah. So the more rigorous and thorough, the better it is for yeah, just to follow um, so tell me about what that weekly meeting looks like. Mm-hmm. Are you teaching? Or what's going on at that meeting? How long does that last? Well, it's two hours. Yep. Um, I start, and again, if there's something you've got to memorize, just come in, fill out, you know, just write down your, the verses or what verses, verses that, that you've memorized. Um, I'll ask, is there any... You know, are there any questions that really jumped out? Because if someone said, I just didn't get this, I don't want to miss that. I'll have, I'll have, you know, I'm going through the material and I'll thought through, okay, here's something I think that's worth highlighting. You know, if you didn't catch this, listen, this, this is important. Um, History of Redemption was the, was the first class we did. Um, because that was one just talking about, you know, and, and how, how does this play out in, in history? I have found, if, especially if you've got a couple people in a class, you're going to have a discussion going going pretty soon, and that's and it's fun. And to me, it's in the context of that dialogue, that interaction. I'm not going to lecture. Um, it to me because you've, you've you've listened to the lectures and you've listened to people far smarter than me, better you know equipped to deal with this. Yes, Mark, there Just are. Write that down. Okay, it's recorded. It's okay, good. So there's a piped in uh, lecture, right? Hmm? There's a piped in uh, lecture first. Um, you you would have downloaded those lectures and listened to those during the week. Okay. From Covenant is one. Um, this is the. Um, which is so so how much audio but not all covenant um, in a week how much audio do you listen to probably it's going to depend from class to class yeah. um, 
again, it's eight hours of work, so you might be listening to three hours, four, and you can do it in all the options. You know, you're driving. I mean, like the, the call to ministry has a lot of listening. Um, there's a lot of lectures by Joel Beakey. If you know Joel Beakey at all, Netherlands Reformed. Um, it, again, really intense um, kind of. Have you heard much of Joel Beakey? It's been a weekend with Really? I've never heard of it. Yeah, I've never heard of it. I wouldn't say intense, but... Hard to listen to. I wouldn't listen to him going to work. No, you might have an accident. You're going to sleep with I listen to him sitting over a potter's wheel. So um, this, this one... Too uses you know I'm seeing a lot of covenant on these. They don't always use covenant. They use some uh, um, old Al Martin tapes on the one uh, tapes CDs. They used to be tapes when he released them. That's all there. Um, some from uh, Sovereign Grace um, Ministries. So Sovereign Grace Ministries, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so again, it's they're they're, they're going to be from a reform context, a Calvinistic context, but not necessarily all governmental or. Chris, in, in, the, in the broader sense of, uh, for people that would be interested, perhaps potentially in ordination, in the broader sense of things, mm-hmm. um, how is this received by non-PC? Like, how is it received by other Presbyterian? Um, how is mm-hmm. it received in some of the general congregational um, evangelical churches? You know. Um, I do know out of Miami, like one of the guys is uh, is an Anglican, uh, one of the smaller Anglican communes, uh, not the Episcopal Church U.S., but uh, um, and it's not Reformed Episcopal, but it's an Anglican. So, is, is the result of this? If you did the MDiv, is the result of this a Master's of Divinity? You you, you get a, an accredited Master's of Divinity, okay? Um, or an accredited bachelor's degree. Mm-hmm. If someone were going to bachelor's, you, you, I would always tell them you're really not going to go on for enough for a master's beyond because most schools are not going to necessarily recognize it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it's accredited, but uh, what is that for? for a doctorate? For, yeah, for a doctorate. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're not going to be able to launch launch with this. Um, you know, the, the, the way to think about this too is it's kind of like you go to law school, you take the bar exam. You don't have to go to law school to take the bar exam. That's correct. Um, and it doesn't matter what law school you go to when you take the bar exam. Mm-hmm. Now, for most denominations, um, the requirements for ordination are fairly low. And they really could care less kind of where you went to seminary. They might ask, but they want to know what you know and if you agree with their core doctrine. Sure. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and specifically in Wisconsin, one thing we did and what what LAMP requires is if if you open up an extension that you get permission from your your presbytery that they're okay with it. So that if guys are coming through it, the worst thing we could do is have guys come through it and all of a sudden the, the very area in which they're being trained, geographic area, you know, our people say, No way, we're not gonna accept it. That would be now, if, a, if a group of people decide they want to do this in Green Bay, mm-hmm. do they come together and, and as a group agree on what classes they're going to do in what sequence? They they pretty much tell you the order. They're 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 lamp does. Lamp does. Okay. Yeah. They give you a little wiggle room. Like for example, we did the history of redemption first, then then the call to ministry, then gospel transformation, and we've done doctrine of the word. Um, and so the next one we would do would be the doctrine of God, doctrine of man, doctrine of pray. We would follow that because there is some cumulative 
aspect to it. And, and what happens if you miss? Say you get sick. Yeah, that's we haven't. Well, we saw someone encountered that. We had a guy who was part of the program, um, and he's missing them all now. He he died. Um, but in the process, bad example. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, he's, he's his education's not complete. It's really beginning now. He's, he's, he's with the Lord. He did. He graduated with honors. Um, but while he was going through chemo, um, part of that, you know, they were real good at just saying, you know, he can jump back in any time, not a problem. It, he would. He was at some point trying to make up. You know what, what he was missing. So that's possible. So you could so you could pick it up at this point and maybe come back later and pick up the yeah. classes you missed. And that's usually what what we what we're looking at doing is when we take summers off, is that's the time to for guys to to make up calls. We have got guys, some guys because be aware, you know, they're, because they're business, they're going to be away. I can't do this class. It's really hectic at this point. Okay. Then you'll have, we'll be able to do it on the other side. The difficulty, of course, is they're not doing it on their own. That's going to involve me. So that I still have to sit down with them two hours a week to, to, to walk through it. So that's that's the downside. Okay. Jumping in the middle is the other thing, though. With that, um, yeah, you can you can jump in at any point, and you probably then would jump in <coughs> mid mid cycle, and then have to go back and, and do some of the other stuff because yeah. You, and that's what I, we haven't had to face that yet. I'm just trying to figure out how to balance that because I can't be running multi multi uh, classes if you you know year classes yeah. as we go through. Then it gets just too too complicated. Yeah. We don't have to stand for that. Question. Yeah. The two courses you handed out mm-hmm. do not show up on the syllabus. Oh, okay. Um, what part don't I understand? I, I I that I don't know. I'm, I just printed it off. Let's just look here. What no, what they gave me? Might be on the other one. No, they're not. No, they're not. No, unless they are electives. Let me see. Systematic theology. Now, which 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 ones? You handed out the wisdom and systematic theology. Salvation. That is the first one in the dark. Which one is? Doctrine of salvation. Doctrine of salvation. It's it's right in the dark spot here. Oh, is that is that the systematic? Yeah, systematic theology five. Which would, is salvation. Would wisdom books then be Old Testament one, two, or three? That would be my guess. That would be my would be that. Like here's another one. This is more of a practical theology. Um, it's peacemaking and church discipline. Um, they're, they're, um, my guess is they are using the work of Ken Sandy. Oh, um, peacemaker. Yeah, yeah, it is. Good stuff. Chris, do you? If we had a class here in Green Bay, would you come up and teach it, or would be there be somebody in the area that would teach it, or do we? That's what. It, it, we, that's what I think would be. We we would work out. I think oh. the answer would be yes. All the above. Okay. We come to you. You come to us. No, no. I would. I would come up here. Dan would take it if Jim is interested. Okay. You know, we we probably look at, at a variety of ways of of, of doing. I had to be PCA, but I could not qualify. No. Well, we won't tell them. Okay. No, you have to subscribe to the Westminster. Yeah, it's, it's just a. Our, wait, 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 can you subscribe to the Westminster Confession? <laughs> no. Let's think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that's the only. Yeah. Yeah. It's right here. Hey, Jim. Jim. It's weird. It's on the table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Chris. Uh, like with, with me, for instance, I'm, I'm traveling 30 to 50 percent of my time. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna. Uh, to make a commitment to be at a meeting every week is 
Yeah, yeah we're not going to work. So, you know, like, can we? Could I like conference call in with the group and where, from wherever I am and uh, be a part of that? Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that would work better. Okay. It would work okay. I mean, again, it's, it's not ideal. Webcam, well, I but, know, but yeah. the reality of life is. Oh yeah, it's ideal. But but it's it, it, when I'm saying that though, it is then just not then not being present at all. You would you have to be somehow present, but electronically is, is fine. Any other questions? So it is or is not accredited. Here it comes. Good segue. Good segue. Lamp is in compliance with Section 1005.6 F Florida Statutes. Um, this summit, they are accepted into candidacy status with ARTS, um, which is an accrediting body. And again, the goal here is to train ministers. Um, if if you're looking for, especially if you're looking for a degree to go on for another degree, this isn't the way to go. I would not recommend it. If you're looking to get qualified for a church body to ordain you, this is this is what it's 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 meant to be. Not as when I say that it's not academic, it's professional. I'm talking about that in the context of degrees themselves, not in the the, the, degree, the the amount of study you're going to do. It's not meant to prepare you to be an academician. It's meant to prepare you to minister. I, I, if I can hitchhike on that just a little bit, though, I'm, I have taken some courses, uh, either biblical education by extension or theological education by extension, and and the uh, both in I, I did my undergraduate degree in Bible, and then I did a seminary degree in, in Bible, as did Chris. And uh, the BEE and the TEE courses I took were by far more rigorous mm-hmm. than the courses that I took in the classroom. And I think it's because they're trying to get—they're trying to get to a higher standard because they—you they, want the accreditation. And they, when you think of extension courses, or you think of internet courses, or you think of something like this. We automatically don't think it's a good education. Mm-hmm. They put you through a higher standard, so I'm not ready to say that it's not as high an academic standard as on campus anywhere would be. I think you're going to get every bit as good an education as you would anywhere else. You may not study, with the exception of Chris, you may not study with somebody who has the credentials mm-hmm. of. The guys you will study with in the seminaries or the or the graduate schools, mm-hmm. but you will study the material. You will know the material every bit as well. Mm-hmm. You'll just have the benefit of also having practicum because you are local. And uh, if the denomination with which you're working will accept the degree that you have, I, I think it's by far more beneficial for you. And we're, I, I, we'll agree with everything that Chris said in the intro. Yeah, I'd, I'd hop on that as well. The cool thing is with these classes, you know, like systematic theology, every seminary has that. Lamp gets to choose the best one. It says, yeah. we're going to go with mm-hmm. the best one for each class, which is kind of cool. Yeah. And uh, I think I've told some of you before, it would have been my preference. God is sovereign. He has it planned, but I would have preferred to do Lamp. God had his own reason why I went away to seminary. Because I learned a lot of things in seminary, got the grades, but didn't have to apply them immediately. And boy, that would have really increased my learning curve if I would have learned and applied, learned and applied, learned and applied personally. But, yeah. And in the context, again, because I've been down at Covenant the last couple of years, um, great education, 
but you're sitting in a classroom with 40 or 60 people. It is. That's not education. I, I mean, I, my, my son-in-law is down there, and every time I go down there with him, I go, Sam, you know, and you have a personality that stands out. You'll call things out. You'll engage. But most of these guys don't do that, and you're still not getting the face time that you would, you know, in another context. Doing the learning in the context of your local church, I just think, is by far, you know, by far the best way of doing it. Pastor Jackson, could you give an example of learning by learning by? Sure. Like in seminary, I learned about the Lord's Supper, um, but when I got out, it seemed a whole lot more relevant when I started administering the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. You know? How does lamp apply it? Then, if you would. Well, it's just you're learning doctrines while you're ministering to people. And so it's things that's on your mind, on your heart, as you're talking to people. And so, you know, the best way of learning isn't just to read it, to listen to it, but also to teach it, right? And in seminary, um, I could tell you stories, but basically you go to school um, and you study, and that is an 80-hour-a-week job. It is rigorous. Um, and so you don't have a whole lot of time to connect with uh, lay people, non-Christians. You have some, but not much. Um, and to be able to learn it and then sit down with someone for coffee and they're telling you about, oh, you know, I'm really frustrated because, you know, I, I, I lost a job. And to be studying the sovereignty of God and be able to talk through that at that time, I think, is just something that's really helpful. Because you're const- if you're meeting with people, if you're around normal people, and not just seminary people, seminary is a think tank. Yeah, is what it is. An and so with a think tank, there's not a whole lot of application. I mean, you, you're growing and you're joyous. You love the Lord more every day, but you don't get to communicate to people as much. And as Chris said, if you just have an academiac preaching, that's extremely dangerous. Um, to have someone who's rooted not only with the Bible, but with the newspaper and with the Kleenex is really important. Yeah, if you think about, you know, the, just, just you had said earlier. I think Dan said earlier that if you, if you want to get a law, if you want to be, or if you want to be a lawyer, you pass the bar exam. And you know what? They don't care if you have a degree. Of course, it's pretty hard to pass the bar exam without doing an awful lot of study. But there's actually a growing movement in the United States of apprenticing under practicing lawyers and studying for your bar exam while you're apprenticing. Why? Because instead of being in this academic environment where you're just reading, reading, reading and regurgitating, you're actually working with somebody who's practicing law and at the same time, you're learning, learning, learning. And people are doing a lot of apprenticing to get into law now throughout the United States and in Britain. And that's what I see this as, almost an apprenticing approach to the ministry. But, but just to be clear, getting an MDiv through LAMP is not the same as getting an MDiv from Covenant. Is no. that a fair statement? Yeah, it's a fair statement. If you're statement. going to get on your doctorate, yeah. If you're going on to continue. Yeah, if you're going to want to get your doctorate. Or get a, yeah. that, that's but if you're going towards vocational ministry, right. I would say it's yeah. comparable. Okay. What, I'm sorry. What would be the primary, um, uh, what would be the, um, the, 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 the bad side of not getting your doctorate? What is the downside of not being able to get your doctorate? In the scenario of going into the vocational ministry, um, how would how would the doctorate would have benefited that? If you want to teach something in seminary or college, gotcha. Yeah, or or just be unemployed looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll miss that wonderful opportunity. Uh, there's a fellow in our church. His his brother uh, was at at Covenants. He was before your time, I think. Though Ken Harris. He's no, I didn't. He taught me Hebrew. Yeah. Okay, he taught you Hebrew. Yeah. Right now, he's an FBI agent. Yeah. 
because he, he he couldn't get hired anymore. Yeah. He has a, his PhD from University of Liverpool in uh, in Hebrew. Brilliant guy has written numerous articles, but Covenant wouldn't hire him full time. They had an adjunct yeah. because he didn't have pastoral experience. He was he was an academician, um, and he's now chasing bankruptcy, which is a fine, great calling. But the poor guy's kind of beating himself up, saying, "I did what with the call verb for all these years?" Um, you know, it's yeah. He cusses in Hebrew now. Well, yeah, which, which really freaks out the, the, the But if, 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 if you notice on um, when they have the the written standards. Um, They'll often will have almost every every time something like this prepare a detailed teaching outline and class handouts to address the area of doctrine covered in this course, and then this you know this is how it should be done. Um, so, for example, when we were doing um, issue of redemption, uh, the one guy in the class, I just I kind of structured form. I said I want you to prepare um, teaching covenant theology to a junior high boys class. Um, and and I don't know if we had him put it in practice. I don't know if that we were able to, to to do that. But he had then in his hands, you know, everything that he needed. And is he does is he have a clear goals, objectives? Is he going to be able to do it? What's it going to look like? Is it going to look like he's a seminary student regurgitating, you know, highfalutin terms for fourteen year olds that will not sit patiently and listen to it? Or is he really going to be able to communicate to it? And that's that mentoring process I think that allows it in a, in a good way. Um, one of the factors that is also um, people can appreciate is cost. Um, the fees listed here are, are baseline fees. Um, so look at this to, to some degree, but you can notice tuition per course, 150 to 250 per course. Um, because a lot of their material that they're using is they, they have either rights to that they'll give us um, or are free to begin with. You don't have a lot of the overhead costs to it. The, the cost per course is a lot less. That you could do a bachelor's degree, you could do an MDiv for, as you notice on that first page I handed out, for $7,300. It, it would be a bit more than that. And that doesn't include the cost of books and, and things like and that. And your church may even want to help you pay that, too. Yes. If you're around. Right. Oh, good. So, well, this church will help us pay for our <laughs> Not what I said. You'll have to exempt yourself from that discussion. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are you yeah. able to cherry, cherry pick uh, classes and not seek a degree? Yes. Yeah. And, that, and again, I'm speaking just to pursuing a degree or, you know, whether a degree or wanting just to be more equipped. That's the other thing we've done is we advertise we're doing this class. If you want to just come in and sit in. Great. We, we, because to me, it just increases the discussion and, and the relevancy of it. There's um, accountability. I mean, if you want to really dive in, there's accountability to sign up, paying for it. I mean, yeah, it's I, I, for me. Yeah, and usually I would encourage whether they're doing it for full credit or not that you structure so that there was some payment made. Because yeah. if you don't pay for something, then you kind of oh I can't make it there tonight yeah. type of thing and it just it just it helps. Um, one thing we also did was we we so you look at these prices we we increased each class fifty dollars or maybe a hundred dollars per student fifty dollars I think per course to cover just you know the facilitators uh, time expenses time all that yeah. So what's the difference between an MDiv track and the MA theology Bible track? 
Does it show in this? You're a guy to go a book tonight. You know, I uh, I killed a tree, but you know, as long as you people are happy. Um, this lists all of the various degrees that you can end up doing with it. Um, I, I haven't walked through it all this because, again, we've I'm just I've been working with mostly guys who are looking at doing a BD, bachelor's level type of work. But they also have a Master of Arts in Ministerial Studies. Uh, I would assume that there's an MAR or Master of Biblical Studies. So um, this this yeah this kind of kind of helps you what's needed. So like you can see the Master of Arts in Theology and Bible. That's those are the courses you have to take. Chris, is it traditional grading then? So is the, is, is the facilitator also the guy that grades them? And yes. Okay, and is it just a traditional A, B, C, D, E, yeah. F? Yeah. Okay, it's listed in the... I don't know who gets E's, but yes. <laughs> e is for extra effort needed. It's in the syllabus. Yeah, okay. It's for excellent. And then there's also, nobody asked about uh, the admissions policy. What's the admissions policy? Well, thank you for asking. I printed that out, Phil. Uh, <laughs> we gotta stop asking questions or something. <laughs> oh, you want to know where the learning sites are? Um, I did, and I printed out two of these. So, if, if you're really interested, um, this is the the catalog. And again, and this is all online. Chris. It's all online. I, all I did was yeah. print the PDF file. At lamp.edu or something. Um, Lamp. Yeah, lampseminary.org. What does LAMP stand for? LAMP. Thank you for asking that. <laughs> That's the other. I hate to be the guy to do it, but I can't. Another well, tree. Leadership and ministry preparations. It's on the head header. Yeah. Leadership and ministry preparations. Leadership and ministry preparation. So, um, yeah. So if anybody's, these are just the... And feel free, whoever wants to grab it, take, take that home and work with that. Um, any, any other questions? Yeah, really, I think probably one of the best things, then the, the nice thing with it is you're all interested in getting something going, kind of flying with it and just jumping in and seeing if it, if it works. It's a six week commitment, it, it won't kill you that way, you might even learn something. If people um, have additional questions, who do they follow up with? You can talk to Dan, or you can pass it on, on to me. And again, we, you and I need to talk a bit more, you know, kind of what, what it looks like. Uh, initially, we talked about, you know, I could come up and, and we could do it. I, I think there are some other ways we could look at doing it, too. Um, Mark, when you did your, your master's, you did a Friday night. I did a uh, Thursday night, Friday night, get home Saturday night. Yeah. yeah. Madison. Yeah. Um, you know, perhaps looking at at a Saturday type setup. That, um, that would be awesome. That would be even to have me doing doing being a facilitator and you Skype in. Yeah. Yeah. I'll provide some that in gym as well as yeah. he's interested. Yeah. Yeah. Good. So there, there are, there's there's flexibility to it. I like I like the flexibility, um, and especially if you're looking at it just to you know, the material can and, and should be used. Nothing wrong with this to to, to training leaders um, to teach Bible study. You know, men and women in that context to train elders. So if, if you want to, if if your church or whoever wants to use it just for that, that's that's fine too. 
um, certainly to, to access their stuff from them, for them to send you the unlocked files of the classes, you've got to be part of the process. I mean, they're not putting everything they have up, up for free. Like, for, I think I can, I think we're allowed to have six classes open at a time, and so there are four at a time. So if I'm running a class and until I get my grade sheet in for this class, then I can get the next one. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's not just, oh, I want to use this so I can, can learn something. If you're looking for that, I, I check out the Covenant Seminary. I mean, you can listen to all the lectures, which, which really is a, a nice feature. We're thinking of fall of 2000. What year are we in? Yeah, uh, well, thinking fall 2011. Yeah. Originally, we were thinking fall 2012, but what's been these guys really provide a lot of momentum as far as people that are very interested in this. And so, there's, I mean, you see who's here now, but there's even more that are not here. Others. Um, and, and there's also people in our church that are interested in taking classes here and there, such mm -hmm. as the Braille, such as the Basilios. Um, and so, so God's kind of moved at the time. Taking classes here and there, what does that mean? Uh, they wouldn't take every single class. Like you oh, yeah. ones of interest. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. Would so take do you have to do you have to join the program in order to? Let's yeah. just say I wanted to take Greek and Hebrew. Right. I could I could do that without. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that's what you're going to Yeah, no, that, that, that would be fine. The only, the only application process needs to be... I'm using that as an extreme. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, no, the, the only application is for the site. And then, yeah, the, the class roster is going to change from one, one time to another. So, yeah, if you just want to jump in, that interests me. I've got time for it. And then you pay for that class. You get fees. Right. And so on. But you're, you're not seeking a... Yeah. Right. And I think in some of the, the fee schedule there, I have to look again. Uh, again I, for example, Maria Matala, who is looking to be an aviation pilot um, with Wycliffe or something like that, and he has the theological back training, I said, just start jumping in the classes, you know? And so he's not paying, other than he buys his books and things like that. Um, and he's, he's just part of it. Um, gotcha. Bye, Gene. Thank you very much. Jim, would you close us in prayer, and then if people have questions, they can stick around and ask Chris. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for bringing us here today. Thank you for this opportunity. Praise for us all wisdom. The word is that you're headed with this. So we don't run ahead of you, but so we don't uh, not keep up with you either. Bless these people who have come. Give them great afternoons and evening. Thank you for bringing Chris here. Uh, give him a sacred poem, uh, especially back to Wabashaw. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So who well, no, I, 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 got a, I got a text message from my son saying, I hate the Packers. I'd be saying probably a lot. Probably a lot. 13, 13, 13, 13, 
This isn't, what did you say? <laughs> 